Welcome to the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, where it's all about nature, science, you. You've heard from Franco Cavallari a couple of times here on the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, but we're especially delighted to have him back here as we head into the spring and the summer of 2021 to talk inflammation, to talk about the remarkable power of curcumin, and also to talk about what got him into this in the first place. Obviously, an active living athlete from the beginning former bodybuilding champion. Now he's dedicated to research, the science of pharmacology, and the therapeutic potential of natural medicines. Franco, we've got a lot of ground to cover. We're going to dive right into it now. Take us back to you being a little guy. What got you first into sport and physical uh, activity and, and and from there, bodybuilding? Well, um, I you know, originally... As a young kid, I was involved intensely in soccer. Soccer was my sport. I loved the sport. And and when you say little guy, it's interesting. I, I was I'm a small stature guy, and um, you know I began to work out with weights by the time I was 14, 13, 14 years old, just to kind of put a little strength in my upper body and be able to compete in soccer. And that was the original intention. And um, you know, that the, the, the bodybuilding or the weight training kind of took its course. I just fell in love with it and the, my body responded well to it. And it kind of became a passion for me uh, moving from that stage of age 14 or so. Uh, I guess it's hard not to be sort of uh, Italian Canadian and not love soccer, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I still to this day, I, I, I coach soccer. I, I, I've got a group of kids that, uh, at Coastal FC. Um, and I've been coaching for, uh, my gosh, since uh, probably 15 years. Uh, you know, it's, it, it is one of those years where last summer we were supposed to have Euro 2020. Uh, it's now been postponed to this summer. Uh, it, it, it is pretty special, uh, you know, for those of us uh, Canadians with the, the European roots. I mean, the soccer bond is really strong. And, of course, the uh, uh, Germany-Italy rivalry, I love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Italy, of course, in a bit of a, a rebuilding phase at the national team level, isn't it? Sure, for sure. I remember distinctly watching, in particular, the Germany-Italy game when I was probably, I don't know, must have been about 19 or 20 with my dad. And that was a big game at that. I don't remember the exact year, but I remember them in the finals. Now, what led you from, okay, so so soccer, you started to train, you want to build some additional strength, some additional body mass. Uh, what made you say, hey, you know what? bodybuilding's for me. I'm going to take this as far as I can take it. Well, you know, my body started responding well and, and, and I found an interest that was twofold. One, um, I began to study nutrition at a young age, you know, even at age 14, 15, um, in high school, I, I began picking up a lot of the weeder, Joe weeder magazines on weight training and nutrition and nutrition was really rudimentary at the time. And we're talking about like 1982, 83, when I started and I began to study, you know, how nutrition plays into recovery and, and results and began to apply all of these, uh, these strategies that were actually endorsed and, and spoken to by, you know, the likes of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Franco Colombo. And um, I, I watched it intensely and applied. And, you know, even when I, when I, finished high school, graduated, I went directly to UBC 
And my major, my undergrad major was human nutrition, biochemistry, double major. So that, that love continued. And, and really what drove it all was my passion for athletics and athletic performance, bodybuilding and powerlifting. And, um, working with natural compounds to improve recovery. Um, in particular, my focus was anti-inflammatory activity at a very early age. And the strategy was um, in first year university while competing as a bodybuilder and having won at that time, Mr. Vancouver, Mr. British Columbia, um, was to continue the weight training, but to promote an anti-inflammatory environment in the body. And the goal was to recover from the training faster than you would typically so that you could train a body part more frequently uh, during the week. And then hopefully every time I met my competitors each year at the competitions, I'd be able to have trained the body part more frequently and then had results that were uh, incremental of, uh, um, in terms of uh, um, what they would be bring to the table or the stage. You know, it's interesting. So many high-performance athletes talk about their body as their temple, really taking an interest as to how nutrients and, and supplements uh, uh, affect their body's performance. That had to be something that was pretty big for you, especially in those early 1990s. In particular, uh, 1992, in Los Angeles, uh, you took home the IFBB Mr. North America title, uh, made you a pro, and that probably was your, your career highlight, but that only only fueled more interest in anti-inflammatories and pharmacology and, and natural medicine potential, didn't it? It did. You know, it was a very interesting time. Um, and going back to that, you know, it, it sometimes brings a bit of a chill in my spine and the goosebumps. And the reason is that, you know, so many things in my life converged. Um, my interest in nutrition and sports and performance and, um, it's funny how, you know, we talk about destiny or things that, uh, you know, you, you, where, you know, you're in the right place in the right, uh, uh, time for what you want to accomplish. And, you know, how many kids at age 12, 13, 14, 15 know where they want to go. I felt like at age 13, I knew what I wanted to do. So I applied everything. Mm. And what happened, you know, in 19, in, in 1992, yes, I did win Mr. IPB North America. Uh, and that was a Joe Weider, um, endorsed and, and sanctioned event. And the thing is that I had, I was preparing for that show in 91, not 92. And I got sick in 91. And what had happened was I had noticed over a short period of time in the, in university, when exam period came around, I had this gastrointestinal problem and uneasiness. And I just related it to, you know, stress and being incapable of, of tolerating stress. And um, eventually it just got worse over the years until 1991 when it kind of blew out into a full-on, you know, bleeding, and I ended up being hospitalized. I was preparing for the Mr. North America in 91, but um, I had to basically um, abort the whole process because I was hospitalized. I lost 20 pounds in the hospital and got very sick. They said that I basically then I was diagnosed at that time um, with ulcerative colitis, a severe form of ulcerative colitis that they said was it was ir- it, it was irresponsive to drug treatment, so it was drug resistant, and they tried corticosteroids and everything. And at the point, they had said that you know we have to reset your large intestine, take it out because that the the immune system, it's an autoimmune disease, is attacking the large intestine, and the only way to treat this severe form um, is to deal is to remove the large intestine. So what happened for me is I kind of sat there. It, it was I was in 
dismay. My whole life, everything I was aiming at had been kind of pulled, the rug had been pulled out from under my feet. And I began to really think of, you know, what happened? What did I do? What was I, you know, I knew I had this gastrointestinal problem. What changed in the last three months or so that caused me to, you know, to be here and in the hospital? And what I realized is part of my anti-inflammatory strategy was using curcumin, you know, turmeric extract curcumin at the time was not very popular and it is today, but I was using it as a strategy to improve anti-inflammatory activity in my body and recovery from the training. And, and so uh, what had happened was that uh, there was a shortage worldwide of curcumin. I couldn't get it for about two months and I decided oh, I don't need it. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. But what I realized is that when I went off the curcumin, it, that curcumin was taking the edge off my disease. It wasn't keeping it symptom free, but it was taking the edge off the disease so that at least I could limp along and do what I wanted to do. And I realized that, you know, in the hospital, I said, look, I need to go try do, doing what I was doing before. Um, I just load me up with the prednisone. The corticosteroids was the primary treatment at the time for this disease. And I'll do what I can to you know, see if I can get back on track with what I was doing. And lo and behold, you know, I got better. And uh, within a couple of months, I was back to full, full on training, going back to this strategy. And that wasn't a hundred percent. My gastrointestinal flare ups um, were occasional, but I still made it back to this, you know, to the gym, back to my lifestyle. And then I won Mr. North America in 92, a year later. So, you know, that, that's a testament to, you know, what I was doing was functional and, um, it kind of changed the course of my life because it had me realize, you know, what, what, what is it that I want to accomplish? And the bodybuilding, you know, was, was a stepping stone, but um, I began to re-strategize and rethink, you know, the future for me based on those, those outcomes. You're in the natural health zone with the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. We're talking to Franco Cavallari on the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. We'll get into more of the Purica curcumin a little bit later on. But I wanted to go to one of your themes, one of your philosophies, Franco. And you've you've titled a couple of your books with this subhead, The Potential Within, A Guide to Nutritional Empowerment. And nutritional empowerment was really important to you. You needed to feel that you were involved in what was going into your system, especially what was helping recovery. And that seems to be only more important now as we're into the uh, 2020s. Uh, explain what drew you to that that philosophical concept of the potential within and just how powerful and therapeutic natural medicines could be. Well, you know, if you, if you, if you look at, you know, from a holistic standpoint, there's so many levels, so many levels that nutrition affects the body. You think about this, um, you know, our neural, the, the whole neural system, the central nervous system to the peripheral nervous system, you know, is built upon building blocks and, and cofactors and things that, you know, we feed ourselves with. So, the, you know, food is not just a fuel or, or a, um, a source of building blocks to build tissue. There's a lot of cofactors for enzymes, cofactors for neurotransmitters, all these things that require these different nutrients. And if they're scarce, what happens to your perceptive ability, your conscious ability? And even if that's affected in a mild way, how does that then affect your capacity as a human being? And that was my philosophy from the beginning, um, to optimize nutritional intake so that you're optimizing everything from, you know, your body to your mind's capacity to fathom and to, com- and, and to complete and achieve. And so, you know, that was important to me, but, you know, other strategies on the side 
such as the anti-inflammatory strategy. I mean, we all know today in life, you know, inflammation is a big problem. Inflammation is a core chemistry of every single disease. And, you know, inflammation actually begins to escalate as we age, the subclinical inflammation, which we now know is a central cause and propagator of cardiovascular disease, all kinds of diseases that we could otherwise have control over. And, you know, those strategies were embedded in me a long, long time ago, in 1990s. And um, it was verified and, and clarified when I had this disease that is, is inflammatory in nature. And I realized that once I won Mr. North America, I said to myself, look, do I want to continue bodybuilding? You know, when you get to that level of bodybuilding, there's so much involved in so much of your life that, that gets immersed in it. You know, I just didn't want to, um, I needed to apply myself differently. So what I did was I said, look, the course is going to change. I won Mr. North America. I'm going to start a sports nutrition company that's going to sell products that are based on my philosophy that I utilize as a platform to build and win. And, um, and after that, use the funds from that, from that company to actually do the research to determine what happened here. What, what caused this curcumin to work the way it was working? Because it wasn't regular curcumin I was using. I began to navigate through sources of curcumin when I had my own company to determine which ones were more effective. And I began to see that for me, using the extremely high doses I was using between six and seven grams a day, that's a lot more than most people can tolerate. But I, I, was, I was using the heavy doses because of this disorder and realized that the ones that had a higher level of, of B, it's called BDMC, bis-dimethoxycurcumin, um, seemed to work better than regular curcumin. And, but the levels of that bis-dimethoxycurcumin, BDMC, couldn't get high enough to be able to deliver a result with a normal dose, say 1,000 milligrams of curcumin. So I'm taking this seven grams a day, which most people couldn't take, um, to get this level of bis-dimethoxycurcumin into my body. And that was the functional product, the functional ingredient that was delivering a result that was not typical of curcumin. Let me back up a little bit, because most people think curcumin is curcumin. And when you buy a 95% curcumin in a, in a store, that you're getting curcumin. Well, you, what happens is, in that curcumin, in that 95% extract, there are three curcuminoids. And what people don't realize is that those three curcuminoids have very different biological activity. And I didn't know it at the time. In fact, the world didn't know it at the time. But I engaged in a research program that began to isolate each one of those curcuminates and then map the pharmacology to our genome and proteome to determine how are these three different curcuminoids affecting the proteome. And the, the proteome is basically made up of different proteins that affect the behavior of your cell. And so how are they being affected? And this research is basically the same drug research done by pharmaceutical companies. And so my objective was if people don't believe in how these curcuminoids work, if you go to allopathic medical doctors and they say, well, there's not enough research, then I wanted to be the one to say, okay, wait a minute. Okay, it's working for me. And I know that nobody should believe based on one case and end up one. Allow me then to do the drug research on this, the way pharmaceutical industry does the drug research, so that when the allopathic medical doctor sees the research, it's done exactly the same way they're used to seeing it, and they can't refute it. And so that was the objective. And believe it or not, I started that objective in 1994 using the funds for that com from that company that I built. And that company I built, it was called Champion's Choice at the time, was basically solely built to fund this research. 
And this research continues today through my company, Biologic, to evolve the technologies based on the outcomes that we, we uh, are able to, to, to see in the lab. Um, that was the starting point, 1994. Franco Cavallari is with us here on the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. Uh, Franco, let's dive into the curcumin in just a second. But before we go there, obviously, inflammation has been both, you know, uh, a concern of yours personally and professionally. You've devoted a heck of a lot of your research to inflammation. 30 years ago, we knew a lot about inflammation, but we know so much more now. What are some of the strands of, of knowledge and science and data that have come about in, the in let's say, the past five to 10 years that have made the role of anti-inflammatories uh, even that much more important to natural health? Well, um, interestingly, any drug we use today to treat a disease, 90% of the drugs, are affecting the inflammatory pathway in a different way, but to limit the inflammatory cascade in that uh, to, to reduce symptoms of disease. So what we know today is that this inflammation, and um, um, in particular, this pathway, it's called the NF-kappa-B signaling pathway. This is what I studied in my postgrad for four years intensely. This pathway is the pathway by which many of the cytokines are, are, are generated in our body. We, we, we know these cytokines as interleukin-1, interleukin-2, uh, interleukin-3, uh, TNF-alpha, people have heard of, and they actually propagate the inflammatory activity throughout the body. We now know today that inflammation, even at subclinical levels, um, will contribute and escalate the risk for cardiovascular disease, cognitive disorders. Dementia is characterized by inflammatory activity in the brain. And so, I mean, even Tourette's syndrome, for example, is characterized by an inflammatory activity in the brain. So this inflammation is central to so many diseases that it's, it's worthwhile focusing on the pathway that escalates it. And that's what I did. Um, and I found a solution for myself. And believe it or not, since 1994, still today, we're in the lab trying to find new targets for which these curcuminoids and other botanicals that we're actually generating new information about how they work. Now, believe it um, that in 2000. 17, 2017, I finally found the proteins that were being affected by this bisdimethoxy curcumin. So look how long this took. It took, it took like 20 years or so to find the actual target so that we defined the mechanism. And it was a first discovery. And nobody knew this until we actually published the papers in a peer-reviewed journal and then made a complete shift in what we think about and how we think about uh, curcumin. And that's what led to the BioBDMC we see today in the Purica product. Um, today, this, con- this research continues. Uh, you've probably heard of the term cytokine storm in the context of COVID disease. And uh, a couple of inter- interesting facts that came about in the last year, and in fact, were, con- uh, were continued to be supported as of a few days ago. I'll lead, lead, lead into that. Um, cytokine storm is a phenomenon where the immune system is so overwhelmed, it begins to heighten its response to an infection or an injury. And it creates so much of this cytokine activity that the cytokines themselves begin to damage the tissue that, that are the healthy tissues that are supposed to be supportive of the host of, of you and I. And so while the immune system is attacking the virus, it's also creating damage in the lungs, 
and in other parts of the body. And what we've learned based on the research that I published about uh, three or years ago is that cytokine storm phenomenon can be intercepted by this curcuminoid technology that we've patented. And so we have also been approved then in the last six, last eight months by Health Canada to run a trial with COVID patients to see how it treats the disease to allow the symptoms to be de-escalated so that a person who's infected then can reach adaptive immunity and be able to generate antibodies without being real sick. So this is really important for those who are at high risk for morbidity and mortality upon infection, people who might be have other diseases that they contend with. A lot of times they're inflammatory diseases and the extra inflammatory activity that is introduced upon infection by, by um, the virus will cause the immune system to go into overload. And it has the same or very similar, very similar activity that we see in autoimmune conditions where then the immune system starts to attack the body. And that's why I fell upon this. So believe it or not, today we received the results for three people in our company that um, where we test for antibodies, COVID antibodies. And we found that the, for me, I have an extremely high density of the antibody, which means I've been infected. And in fact, based on the density, it's probably I've been infected many times, but I've never been able to recognize that I've been infected. I've been taking five of these pills a day. And what we've learned from other people is that they've experienced the same. So Health Canada, based on our, re our research that was published, gave us the approval to move forward on doing a COVID trial. And the objective will be to treat patients. Now, this is how far, it's interesting how far all this research since 1994 has come and coincided with a tremendous need today to find a treatment for this disease. You know, we're, we're definitely into vacc uh, successful vaccination, but the reality is that these viruses, including the one we're dealing with here for COVID disease, um, is mutating at a rate that's, that, that will, if it hasn't already, and there are some strains of these, these variant strains that have been able to evade the vaccination, um, and eventually it will become worse. So it's inevitable that we're going to require treatment so that people that are high risk um, will be able to overcome uh, disease and at least reach antibody adaptive immunity and antibody generation stages. Uh, and I think that we'll be able to contribute with that uh, using the same technology we started with in 1994 and have evolved today to just optimize it year by year. I mean, it's a fascinating journey and it is exactly that peaks and valleys and, and, and stick to itness. Uh, we're talking to Franco Cavallari who has stuck to the research and development around uh, curcumin all these years. We've got about uh, two minutes uh, left in this episode of the Triskelion and the Purica podcast, Franco. I just wanted you to weigh in from your perspective on behalf of Biologic as a partner in Purica Curcumin. What makes the BioBDM30, what makes the 30% BDMC so special and how does that compare to regular curcumin? Many different things, um, um make it special. First of all, regular curcumin typically only has one to 3% BDMC in it, one to 3%. The rest of it is made up of diferulomethane, which is the main curcuminoid. Um, BDMC 30, as the name states, has 30% in the concentration. And that 30% is required in order to gain the activity we're talking about. The activity in particular is the inhibition of a protein called MSK1. 
And that's published in the research. There's no sense in going into the, the scientific detail of that because the MSK1 probably doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. Um, it's embedded in my life because it's been something I've studied for 10 years. But that MSK1 is a protein that's escalated in a lot of different diseases, including cancers and including um, autoimmune diseases. Um, and so it's been a target of pharmaceutical agencies to try and limit or neutralize it. And we've been able to neutralize it with the BioBDMC. And that's one of the reasons why when you have an inflammatory cascade that's expansive, um, then limiting the MSK1 uh, will help take away the disease. So what happens that's very different, what happens that's very different is that with regular curcumin, you limit the inflammation, but it takes two to three days. With inhibiting MSK1 with the BioBDMC, it takes about an hour because you're taking away a key protein that is an activator for the inflammation. So this is like a key. It's like almost taking away the ignition switch in the car so you can't start it. It completely shuts it down as opposed to slowing it down. So regular curcumin works like a brake, slows it down, but takes a couple of days to get it slow enough so that you're feeling something, where this is actually like turning off the ignition and it won't allow you to turn it back on. And that's the way it works. Franco, really appreciate you not only walking us through the compelling story that led you to this uh, lifetime of research in pharmacology and the therapeutic potential of natural medicines, but brought you to the stage where, uh, in partnership with Purica Biologic, is able to bring this uh, Purica curcumin uh, to the Canadian public, to active living people, uh, allow them to keep on doing what they're doing. Really appreciate this. We'll have to sort of get some more updates again sometime real soon. That's great. Thanks for having me. I love, I love to share. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of different booklets that, uh, that describe e-booklets that are being launched shortly that describe the technology and um, describe different ways to apply it for lifestyle changes and, um, and, and basically life quality changes. I'm so happy to be working with Purica, great company, great people with, um, with a massive intention to just make change and, and provide people with tools that will change their lives. And that's just our, it's, it coincides perfectly with our goal. Really appreciate all of that, Franco. We've been talking to Franco Cavallari, the author of Potential Within, A Guide to Nutritional Empowerment, and a curcumin guru here working with Purica. You've been listening to The Triskillian, the Purica podcast. You've been listening to The Triskillian, the Purica podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Purica Wellness and sign up for our e-newsletter at purica.com.